It's Wednesday of week one, which means we are starting another new series on the podcast. This time it is called In Focus, where we will take a look at one aspect of Leitrim life every week and get down and nice and intimate with whoever we it is we are talking to. It might be someone from the world of business, politics, or just a general member of the public who has a story to tell. Recently, I recorded an interview with Paul Kilgallen of Fit Kicks in Mohol as part of my other podcast, The Brefney Early Show, which was very well received when it was released last week. It's a story of how one married man approaching his 30th birthday moved from Dublin to Leitrim for work, where he found himself made redundant shortly afterwards. Grossly overweight and dealing with depression, he found himself in a bit of a funk. His story is completely relatable for a lot of us, and the story of what he chose to do with his life is both mesmerising and inspiring. One section of our conversation, which was cut from the original podcast, will be featured today, and that is the story of how Paul and his family lost his grandfather Huey and sister Susie within an hour of each other on a single morning in April 2017. At this point, it's probably best that I let Paul share his own story in his very own words. I asked him to explain to me why and how he started to get active and lose the weight. Uh, it all started a day out in Killikeen Forest Park in Cavan, Kilchandra. And myself and wife Martina, we were there with Jamie. Jamie would have been about two years old at the time, the eldest. And there's a, a lovely hill and it was a lovely summer's day and Jamie was two. He wouldn't have been that fast of a run or anything like that. Um, it, you're looking there. Yeah, I'm the looking at the wall here where you've got photos of yourself from, from around there. that time. Yeah. Um, you can even see playing with uh, Harry in that photograph there on the grass, hands in pockets, Yeah. not really fully engaging with them. And it was rolling down the hill with, them, with, with Jamie, bouncing and hitting every bump it seemed to be as I went down this six, seven foot little hill, rolling, having fun with Jamie. But then Jamie hopped up and he took off running and the lake wasn't too far away. And there was me out of breath after rolling down, playing, and I couldn't chase him. I couldn't catch a two-year-old who was heading towards danger. And that was a real reality check. That was like, I can't do this. I need to do something. I tried numerous, try- I, I, I've tried since, 18 or 19 since the weight crept on going to gyms there was one gym in dublin it was carlisle gym in kimmich and 1100 euro i paid a a personal trainer for 10 sessions pardon 1100 euro no 10 sessions so did you know it was 110 euros a session or did you just not go after a while no i would have paid anything to go for this he sold great promises to me but it turned out that it was just a copy and paste of a sheet. Come in and do a few chest flies, go on the treadmill for 20 minutes. I'll stand beside you and we'll talk and we'll push you, but have no interest really in me, the person who's paying you all this money to, to lose the weight. I done the 10 sessions with him and I continued. This would have been while paying for the gym membership and I would have gotten hooked like everybody. You'd go crazy in December. You'd sign up to the gym and you'd be there every day of the week straight after work for a month and then be gone. You'd fall off the wagon. The novelty wears off it. You're not getting the results as quick as you want them. And then I go again looking at something else six months later. The weight has gone 
whatever weight I had lost, it more is on. Uh, where were you in your in your life at the moment? Because the Carlisle is in Dublin, so were you still yeah. in Dublin? We worked. That was still in Dublin. So that would have been a, um, while I was working in ACC Bank. ACC Bank, I worked in head office. Total difference. Polar opposites of what I'm doing now. It was started off on the cash desk in there, and there was a canteen. That was one of the probably the main factors of the the weight gain was because there was canteen and work subsidised. It was a government bank when I joined, so there was no, back then, there was no expensive spirits. Um, I'd have my soup, I'd have a full dinner, and I'd have a big dessert, apple pie, or it would be an offy pie, and I'd be so nice to the ladies on the counter that I'd be coming back up, ah, give us the big portion there, you know, big, big lad, I need feeding type thing. And that would be at one o'clock, half twelve, one o'clock, and then I'd go home then, five, six o'clock, and there'd be a dinner on the table for me. And I'd eat that dinner as well. Sure, there's three, 4,000 calories coming in between two dinners, and probably the breakfast roll sitting at the desk at 10 o'clock in the morning as well. And then the, just the confidence grew. The, the walking led to the jogging. Um, the jogging led to joining the Sleeve Russell in Cavan, beautiful hotel, and swimming. Got in for just swimming up and down, walking up and down in the water, the resistance of the water, standing at the side and uh, kicking your legs underneath. Simple things, just getting more active. And then that led to venturing into the gym. And after about two years or so of that, a year and a half or so, luckily for me, I took a chance on one of them great government uh, incentives for to get people back to work, the CE scheme. And um, I was on whatever, 180 euro a week. And this job involved with sports partnership going around the schools in Leitrim. There wasn't a massive amount of extra money involved with it. Um, but there was a lot of courses and different. I could, I could learn something and I could get out of the house and I could use this to keep active and keep fit. So when you started that scheme, what are we talking? That was around February. Actually, you know, that, that was the 2nd of February, uh, 2015. 2nd of February is my birthday. Okay, and at what, at what, what weight were you at that point? That I had got the weight down. So the weight had come off. 2012 so to 2015, the weight was, that was when the weight was coming off. So going from 21 stone down to, I would have been around 12, 13 stone around that stage. That's impressive. Um, it was, looking back on it, I feel like we've glossed over that whole journey. We have glossed over, And that over, for me yeah. is the whole thing. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm fascinated. I keep getting distracted if I'm not lying. <laughs> Your story is fascinating, but I'm, and I am listening to you, but I'm distracted completely by these photographs of this person I don't recognize. And we know each other a few years, going back a long time. I don't recognize you here. I don't I, rec my, recognize myself. 2015, when you were offered a new opportunity you had been unemployed for a little period at that stage tell us about your employment history maybe post uh, ACC Bank uh, well I went from ACC Bank was a Rabobank bought ACC Bank a Dutch firm a Dutch bank they were the triple rated uh, the highest rated triple rated bank in the world at the time and ACC Bank would have been a great agricultural bank it would have had it would have had a, a, a branch here in Mohill. And now it's gone, like all the other banks. But um, that was the beginning of it back in 
2006-ish time Rabobank took over ACC Bank, maybe a couple of years before it, and gradually started closing down uh, the branches, the agricultural, and then the head office jobs started to go. So I seen, kind of foreseen that there wasn't much, it was always told, get yourself a job in the bank and you'll be safe. It would be job for life type thing. But I did, I seen it coming astray. Not that I was a financial expert or anything like that, but I had also a great interest in greyhounds and I, uh, Ted Hegarty, I don't know if you've ever come across him, a very flamboyant bookmaker um, in the in the greyhound track. And he, we would have known each other through the bank and I went working with Ted on the side for a few extra quid during the, during the weeks on the bag. So I'd be giving out a bit of change and cashing out the bets at the end of it. And I'd have them, I'd have a good head for numbers type thing. And that got me into the greyhounds and through good things and bad things, it was a great time. It was a um, very enjoyable time. The nights at the dogs, I bought a few greyhounds, raced a few greyhounds. First greyhound we had bought, I think it was 250 pounds, Irish punts at the time. A friend of mine, Aidan Gallagher up in Dublin, we worked in the bank together from Crumlin. And we bought this Pr Spring Lake King. You can Google him when you get home. And his first race was in Shelburne Park. And it was the race manager of Shelburne Park. He had sold the dog through auction. Supposedly the dog had had its, had its time, but we had, we had bought the dog anyway. And we'd put, first night we decided we'd put a few quid on it. 15 to one, the dog came in it. Unknown for greyhound circles. Normally it's six to four or five to four, but um, massive money. There's only six dogs in the race. Right? Six dogs in the so race. So this was yeah. this dog had no chance in hell for winning. But he got up on the line. You can he's on the greyhound data. I still watch the video from time to time, and uh, you can actually see us on the stairs cheering our heads off. Did you have much on him? Uh, there was a few quid on it. It was uh, I had less than Aiden had on it. Um, but we made a nice few pound out. We made the money back on did the dog. Did you cover the cost of the dog? Yeah. We did, definitely. But uh, that money wouldn't have lasted long. It would have gone back to the to the bookmakers fairly quick, qu quickly afterwards. Would you have had a, a problem with gambling? Uh, I would have, yes. I would have thought back then. And not that it would have been very noticeable, but going to to work um, in uh, with the dogs, I then went to work with Paddy Powers. Um, it was They were just coming on pushing on the internet scene and um, they were based in Belgard so I went working for them so at this at that time I was working Ted night times and Paddy Power during the daytimes, and I would be having bets throughout the day I'd be betting on a horse or I'd be betting on the football type thing and, uh, I think if you're drinking every day of the week or if you're betting every day of the week you have some sort of a, a problem um, I wouldn't have been somebody that was putting down thousands upon thousands just, on just dogs. <laughs> the odd time there would have been a hundred. There was one bet there was uh, Man United. It was, it was the end of the season. I can't remember who they were playing, but it was a fairly large bet. And I was working that day, and they lost. And it wasn't a very enjoyable day in work. Um, but it's so easy to not value money when you're gambling online, because it's just numbers it's just a number on the screen yeah. it's like a computer game it's yeah. not actual real money i don't think and <laughs> um, that's what we try and tell ourselves but so how did you move from 
This is but yeah, this, this is stuff I didn't this is know. The tw- so this you, is the the dodgy time. This was this so was, Paddy um, Power. You're overweight. You're gambling. You're in with the dogs at night. Drinking pints of Baileys at the weekends. Pints of Baileys. Pints of Baileys. Yes. Um, I wouldn't have had a a drinking problem, but I would have been able to drink. I had the weight to kind of soak it, as mm. they would say. And uh, yeah, there would have been many times when the the last order was a pint of Baileys finish off the night down the lower deck listening to Patsy Watchhorn and the Dublin City Ramblers. How do you get from there to working with Leitrim Sports Partnership? And yeah. how, even geography, how, how does that work? Um, I go back a little bit further while, while, while in the bank living in, in Dublin, came home from Cyprus from holidays and it was late summer, August, September time and I, it was, we had just got home from Cyprus and we were upstairs and I heard like fireworks, bang, bang, bang. I was like, that's very odd for this time of the year for fireworks type thing. And then there was a bit of a hullabaloo outside. You could hear just noise and commotion. So I went out and literally 100 yards down the road, an innocent bystander was shot while he was fixing his car, drive-by shooting. So it was kind of like, this is this is crazy, this is where I'm living, it's shootings all over the place, it was in the middle of the um, Freddie Thompson feud up in Dublin, they, um, they, it all started with a row at Apricababra and it's spiralled since then, it has Dublin torn apart, so Tinkin had met Martina in the bank, we had met, and um, it just wasn't a place that you could see bringing up kids, uh, we had connections with the west of Ar- well, I had connections with the west of Ireland, Granny and Granddad was Sligo, my mother was Donegal, um, so we had been down here during summer and things like that. And I came down here with a job, true Paddy, true Paddy Power, to be assistant manager in Monaghan, in a new store that was open in Monaghan. So we moved down to Ballyconnell and commuting over from there to Monaghan, and that last that lasted a good a year, year and a half, and unfortunately Paddy Power seeing that the recession is coming, we're tightening our belts, maybe the recession was kicking in at that stage, but um, the manager was kept in most of the Paddy Power branches and they let go of the other full-time staff to take on contract staff, so two, three-hour students, having three or four of them on the books, pay a lot less to them than having an, an assistant manager in the shop as well, so lost the job in Paddy Power and lost the job in 2000, in 2009, just before Martina was pregnant, and lost the job. And here we are down in the middle of the country with no job, no prospects, with a baby on the way. So it was a bit of a, a worrying, scared time to be facing that um, reality. And the, 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 the rent up in Dublin is crazy. You're paying twelve, thirteen hundred euro for a one-bedroom apartment, and I remember down here it was three hundred euro for a three, four-bedroom house, yeah. um, and the wages was much the same. The money was a little bit less, but that's how we ended up down here. Was through that transfer with Paddy Power, and really enjoyed it. Now I have to say the gambling did probably kick in a little bit too much down there because you're boil sports around the corner, bar one around the other corner, and you're getting out of the shop for a break and you're running in you're having a tenner here and three four tenors you lose that's 30 quid 
next yeah next day you might say oh Man United and Chelsea are playing Bournemouth make it I'll do a double on that buy that 30 euro back and some fluke of a nil nil or something like this and there's another 50 euro down the drain so it wouldn't have been massive money but it would have been that yes there's a day's wages gone so are you working for anything type job but thankfully once the job once I finished with Paddy Power there wasn't the money to gamble being back on the social welfare and um, it kind of I just got away from gambling so now I can I'm more than happy to sit watching UFC I love the UFC so I watch the UFC um, does be on most of the time like stupid o'clock in the morning and three o'clock on a Sunday morning a Saturday morning but I'm more than happy to sit and have a fiver on that and be disgusted with myself if I lose three or four fivers type job where back then losing 50, 60, 100 quid a day ah, win it back tomorrow type job so very easy to get sucked in but that was it, 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 it kind of shows addiction can be hidden it can be visible for somebody who's stumbling up and down the road coming from the pub at night time but what about the people who drink the glass of wine every night at home and then it turns into two glasses of wine or they're, they're on their phone I could be sitting I could be betting here I could be playing roulettes on the phone and you wouldn't have a clue yeah. that you're betting so um, people think it's a game or they could yeah, um, yeah so thank thankfully I have to say, um, because I don't know where that would have led if I had stayed with Paddy Power, um, how big the bets would have become type job. So, um, that was, it was an awful shock being made, let go a couple of months before you have a baby on the way. And then the social welfare was in, you're scrimping and scra scraping. The mood probably got a lot worse during that time and um, just something had to give and that rolling down the hill was the bit that was just too much um, but thankfully the job the sports partnership job came along and the only reason I took that was this is going to help keep the weight off for the next three years Now it's time for a little break, so I'd like to remind you about your chance to really experience Leitrim, courtesy of the show and some fantastic companies from around the county. On the show through the month of July, we will be giving away the opportunity to sample the best of activities, food, attractions and places to stay in the county. One listener will be picked each and every day as our daily winner. At the end of the month, those daily winners will be put in a pot and one will be picked to win the collection of experiences which we have on offer. Yesterday's winner was Anne-Marie Benson. Congratulations to you. And you have won the daily prize of a copy of my own book, Pedal the Planet. And your name goes forward into the hat as day two's winner out of the 31 who will be put in the hat with the opportunity to experience Leitrim courtesy of the show and our partners. The prize pool at the moment includes a two-night self-catering stay for two in Tawny Lust Lodge in Manor Hamilton, dinner for two with two tickets for a show afterwards in the Landmark Hotel and the Landmark Central, a boxy breakfast for two at our Happy Place Cafe Carrick and Shannon, a cycle for two along the Shannon Blue Way courtesy of Electric Bike Trails, a short cruise and an introduction to fishing on the Shannon Queen courtesy of fishtracker.ie. 
Our friends at Leitrim Walks have provided us with a two-hour guided hike through the glens of North Leitrim and also the opportunity for you and a friend to be one of the first visitors to the new visitor centre at the Shed Distillery of PJ Rigney at the Food Hub in Drumshambo, which opens in late 2019. We are today adding another new prize, which has become a bit of a tradition on the show as part of day three. We've added something new every day. Today it is the turn of Dive Atlantic, who have very kindly donated a session of Try a Dive, which is a a taster session for scuba diving. I think you'll find it's a fantastic experience. It's South Leitrim's premier dive school, and they are added to the list, which will continue to grow and grow through the month. It's well worth getting involved. Uh, If you are the owner of a Leitrim business and feel your product or service should be part of the ultimate Leitrim experience, please get in touch with the show and we would love to add a sample of what you can offer uh, to our prize pool. Winning the opportunity for yourself to really experience Leitrim for free over the next 12 months could not be easier. Just simply go to leitrimdaily.com, click on Experience Leitrim and enter your details there. It is that easy. Also, If you want to get involved on this conversation on social media, uh, just to include hashtag Experience Leitrim in your tweet, Facebook or Instagram posts or comments or wherever. We will pick it up and we will throw your name in the hat to be the winner for day three. One lucky person will be obviously that winner and you can enter each and every day this month. The very best of luck to you. Now, we turn our attention back to Paul's story And that one day in April 2017 that I mentioned at the top of the show, which had a massive impact on Paul and his family's lives. It was a Monday morning and it was an odd, it stuck stuck with me now, but when looking back on it, um, even before the the class started, it was an odd morning. Um, It was a Kilish, I would have been in Kilishandra for a class, for a a 7am class and uh, uh, Grandad Huey, he had been sick for a while. The hospice was in my mother's house, and we were expecting them to pass away. And um, the Sunday night, it was expected to happen that day. And my sister was up, and she spent the day with Huey and my mum. My dad uh, sat with Huey's bedside, and um, Huey was he, Huey was dying for. A year or two, um, not, not. Um, it wasn't as if it was a drastic, quick um, passing. Um, that Sunday, they had actually my sister and my dad had gone up to the graveyard to pick out the, the graves, and they picked out the grave for Huey. And um, it was about five five o'clock the next morning. Huey passed away, and. Susie had head, headed home, it was about 11 o'clock the night before, and she felt a little bit sick, she had heading home. and um, But anyway, the next morning, my mum had rang Susie, about, it was about quarter past six, had rang Susie to tell her that Huey had passed away, and um, Susie answered the phone, but she passed away as well, this very same day, within like an hour of Huey, took off at 150 mile an hour up from Kilishandra, only up to Avas, like only up the road. And I remember the first bend, I said to myself, I have to slow down because I wouldn't be getting to the house either. 
So I, I had to pass our own house to get there, and I, I pulled in at the house to check with Martina exactly what she had told me was, was right. Because Susie wasn't sick, um, with no inkling on Susie. Um, if anything, she had lost weight the previous four or five months. She had set about walking and jogging and everything like that. Um, so I remember getting up to, and I, up, up until then, I didn't know that Huey had died. Um, so it was only when I got to the house that Martina had said, Huey died and Susie's after dying. And that was complete. Couldn't get my head around that. I couldn't figure, I, even though we knew, I yeah, thought something was something. Surprise. I thought something was wrong. Something, something miscommunication of something somewhere, and I didn't believe it. Driving up to Ottavas and in at McCaffrey's pub there, and she lives in the the council estate in there. And I remember turning the corner and seeing all the ambulance, not ambulances, sorry, the um, first responder car, and uh, there was three or four of their cars, and this was at eight o'clock in the quarter eight in the morning. Grief can be as bad suddenly as it is expectedly. I think I didn't. I'd never experienced a death before. Them to nobody really in the family, no aunties or uncles or nobody had really passed away. So that was my first experience of it. After the experience of losing his sister in such unexpected circumstances, Paul knew he had to make the most of his life. And after completing a three-year community employment scheme placement with the local sports partnership here in Leitrim, Paul found himself at another loose end. He decided to take the plunge and establish his own gym, Fit Kicks, in Mohol. He tried to put into words how it feels sitting in his own facility, looking back at the last few years. It's hard. To, I walk in here many times, Brefany, and I'm like... This is this isn't this isn't me. This this isn't mine. It's hard to believe that it has led to going into that meeting. I remember going in and I was will I go ahead with it? Is it is it worth twenty euro? I'm gonna be working nineteen hours a week for twenty euro was all that I was gonna be getting extra um for the next three years. But thankfully I said I'd go for it. I can see there's many and many of them sea schemes and jobs bridge that were abused and had no prospects for anybody to make anything at the end of it. It was a great scheme to be on. Um, the sports partnership were, were great. A lot of training, workshops, courses, different things like that. Uh, but just the ex- experience, just to get that bit of confidence to go out and coach a walking group or um, to go to an active age group or to go to the kids and do stuff in schools. Let's talk a little bit about here. It's called Fit Kicks. Where can people find out about it? Uh, Facebook, Instagram. If you're on Facebook, you're probably fed up of uh, my posts by now. I put out a good few posts, but Facebook is probably the main way you can you can find us. Also on www.fitkicksleitrim.com and um, we have a few nice features within Fit Kicks. We have a great social group. That was one of the big things that I was eager to get going early on in 
um, starting out fifth kick. So opened up here around late September of 2017. And it was fairly soon that we went off to Quilcher Mountain, the boardwalk. Quilcher. Quilcher, yeah. Quilcher. We went off there to the boardwalk. And that was a fantastic day. That was our first social outing. And it was, the idea was to have a social group outside of the gym element to it, where you didn't have to go to the pub to get that social interaction. Um, it didn't have to be expensive. So we do a lot of events. We try and, if we're paying for something, we try and keep about 30 euro, not that it's dear enough but it's reasonable uh, same as a night out same, yeah, cheaper than a night cheaper out, than a night out. Um, but we've gone surfing we've climbed mountains we were up there in about 6 foot of snow for our second journey we were only back from surfing last week we've numerous things we've took on burpee challenges they're running Dublin marathons they've ran in London the social side has taken off it's been fantastic there's jogging groups that meet before classes I encourage them to jog it's probably a contradiction to getting them in here for classes and you can go and jog for yourself but variety is key come in here six seven days a week for classes every day you'll soon get bored you'll get fed up even though the classes are kept fresh and everything if I was doing that for six months I'd want a little bit away from it probably and we're breaking it up going for a jog going for a swim you'll be fitter, you'll be more, you'll be refreshed coming in for classes, you'll be energetic. If you specialize on coming in to training to, let's say, lift heavyweights, you'll get very strong, you'll lift heavyweights. But if you were asked to run in an emergency, you'd have no energy to run. It's a absolutely lovely way to finish up today's show. Pleasure, Murphy. Um, Paul Kilgallen of Fit Kicks in Moho, it's an amazing story so many obstacles so many setbacks and to be here laughing and smiling and joking mm. at the end of it in your own gym congratulations and thank you very much for tuning in to what i'm sure you'll agree was an absolutely fascinating story the extended version of that interview is available in full on the Breffney Early Show podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts and also on breffneyearly.com. There will be a link on leitrimdaily.com from today's episode page. I'll be back tomorrow morning with a look at the local papers and the main issues around the county with some members of our county council for company, fresh from their recent elections to a new council session for the next five years. Chat to you tomorrow. <laughs>